What's happening, Mark? Well, hey, Johnny. How are you, buddy? Doing good, buddy. How about yourself? Oh, I'm, I'm hanging in there. Yeah? All right. So uh, I've got a question for you here, Mark. Actually, a couple okay. of questions. Okay. Um, do you like Heineken or Heineken Light? Ooh, I'm more of a Beck's man. You like Beck? How about Beck Light or Beck Dark? Oh, Beck Dark. Okay, well, I gambled and uh, got it wrong, so you're just going to have to go and do some passe on pate with your, with your lady a little bit later with a bad beer. <laughs> See, I was concerned because you were standing in my kitchen wearing a very light, silky green bathrobe holding well, some beers, but yeah. That, it, it definitely would explain why I said, make love to me, and you just laughed and said, no. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Dango Podcast, everybody. Welcome to the Dangle Podcast. This is the weekly King of the Hill podcast where I, Mark, and my good buddy... Johnny. We take two episodes of the beloved adult animation classic, King of the Hill, and we talk about the goods and the bads and the highs and the lows, if we still like it personally, and then we slap it with our maybe soon-to-be-patented rating system. And, yeah, we might as well just, like, jump on in, right, buddy? I would definitely have to agree. So we're starting today's right. episode with episode 47, Three Coaches and a Bobby. Uh, original air date January 26th, 1999. Uh, this is written by the uh, one and only Johnny Hardwick. Uh, let's see here. You know him as the voice of Dale Gribble. And he's got a couple more coming up here. Not too many. Not too many good ones left. This might be the last kind of pseudo good one that he's really writing. Yeah. You ever taken a look at, a look at Johnny Hardwick, like what the dude looks like? Because he does not look at all like Dale Gribble. I don't think I have. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's a very interesting guy. I'm pretty sure that they did the uh, they designed Dale Gribble's body off of Hunter S. Thompson, mixed yeah. with our. Um, um, oh man, why am I blanking? Who plays Cotton now? Toby Huss. Toby Huss. I think because t- Toby Huss looks like Dale. Yeah, a little bit weird, skinny, spindly white dude. Yeah. Yeah, when he's got the same like haircut. True. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Johnny Hardwick's our writer for this one. Um, it's it's interesting because this is not a very good Dale episode, and you'd think like yeah. from his previous stuff, he usually writes good Dale episodes because he wants to have something fun to do. Yeah. But our cast of characters for this is Hank, Peggy, and Bobby Hill, Luann Platter, Dale, Nancy, and Joseph Gribble, Boomhauer, Bill Dotrieve. We have Coach Whitey Sowers, Coach Coleman Lucas, Coach Maxwell, he sucks, Allie, Wendy, Kimmy, football kid, an unnamed man. Well, that narrows it down. I know. So many of them. Um, I will tell you that uh, they had a, an entry in the wiki for Coach Coleman Lucas, and yet even mm-hmm. though it is a famous celebrity voice, it was completely blank. So I went and fixed it today. boy. You are you, cleaning up that wiki, Johnny. I, I'm going to clean it up, man. Do you remember who Coleman Lucas is, Mark? I do not. It is the one and only Will Ferrell. Oh shit, it is Will Ferrell, isn't it? <laughs> it is Will Ferrell. Yeah, he's the soccer coach. Nine, like, okay, just to be fair, 90% of the time, my Hulu does that thing where it, like, smashes the screen down to the size of a Cheeto as soon as the credits <laughs> roll. So okay. I miss the guest stars, like, 80% of the time. Like, oh, yeah, no worries. Yeah. I, I know I ought to look at this stuff, but... Sometimes it ruins the fun for me, too, or then I start getting into the weird patterns, and I think that, you know... Well, and I think it's interesting. They got 
Um, they've got uh, Will Ferrell to do this cameo at pretty much the height of him at SNL. Like 1999, you're not going to get much bigger for for him in SNL. That's true. Um, he's going to get a hell of a lot bigger after that, but... Yeah. Yeah. So our synopsis today, Mark, is that Hank gets to share his high school football coach with Bobby, which leads him straight into playing soccer. You mean lawyer ball? <laughs> Don't play lawyer ball with me. No, that's baseball. That's that's uh, that's him getting getting walked on to first base. <laughs> yeah, but Bobby, at the end of the episode, he says, "Come on, guys, I'm sick of this lawyer ball." Yeah, Will you that's get me true. Out there, whatever he says, I'm paraphrasing, but no, it's okay. I I kind of tuned out on this episode. I started watching it, and I definitely was just like, eh, "I'm not, I'm not feeling it." I don't know about you. I don't yeah. hate this episode, but I definitely just kind of like dissociated for a good five minutes while watching it and going, oh, I should probably be paying attention. It's not usually a good sign, guys. I watched this at 4.20 in the morning, this this morning, so like I'm kind of in the same boat as you are. Sure. But mine is fueled by insomnia, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I we've got... Know what- I don't know, like, I can't even read my own own damn notes on this one. Beats and whatever. We've got A-story characters, they're Hank and Bobby. If you want to say there's a B-story, it's Peggy and her stupid soccer mom nonsense, but I don't think that's even really a story. Nah, A-sub one. A-sub one. For, like, 30 seconds. You get some fun men play out of it, that's about it. Um, Pros and cons, notes. Uh, Yeah, I got a lot, I got a couple notes. Let's hear them, buddy. Number one, I need your help in deciphering this one because it was at 4.20 in the morning this morning. <laughs> beats him in football. What the hell does that mean? All right, say that again. Beats him in football. First thing I wrote. I don't know. Doesn't matter. We'll, 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 we'll scratch that one. Um, number one, Mark, he says this is what drove Mark Gastonow crazy. Johnny, do you know who Mark Gastonow is? No idea. He is a piece of shit football player who was a pretty solid defensive lineman. And then he decided to enter the world of professional boxing. Oh, wow. And he wow. sort of, like, had his promoter just rig a bunch of fights to get him to the heavyweight title position. And then when he got to the top, the guy that he was supposed to fight refused to take a fall for him. So Mark Gastonow's crew drugged the guy, and that guy is currently in prison because... So, long story short, um, because he kind of fucked up Mark Gastonow's boxing career, Mark Gastonow threatened to kill his sister, so the guy whose name escapes me tried to kill Mark Gastonow, and now that guy is on is in prison, and there's currently a campaign to release said guy. But Mark wow. Gastonow's a piece of shit. It was just a weird, like, the name popped up, and you know how my brain is awful. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, where's the hat, Johnny? Where's the hat that Dale bought with the uh, money? With the pizza money? I don't yeah, know, man. With the pizza his money. Mac hat? Where's is, the hat? His, his Mac hat? It's Dale. He, yeah, it's it's pretty immaculate though. You know he's got a whole whole closet of them. Maybe he bought a couple of new ones. He just bought more Mac hats to squirrel away. Maybe I'm really curious. There's what like nine, ten, twelve kids on that team. Yeah. So if you want to go back into 1999 ish, it would probably be about thirty or forty dollars worth to get that pizza. Yeah. Homeboy yeah. definitely, like, I, I've got a Mac hat sitting right in front of me from a very dear friend who got it for my birthday. Like, <laughs> I can't imagine he spent more than 15 bucks on it. Maybe a little bit more because it's an official King of the Hill Mac hat. But, like, damn. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I want to see the hat. <laughs> Why am um. I wearing the hat? <laughs> 
I don't know how sports work in this episode. Is sports mandatory and I missed that part? Why does Bobby have to play a sport? Yeah, I don't Because I don't without that. making it like an education credit or something, like he has to be in like uh, 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 just any type of, you know, recognized extra, extracurricular. But it's all of them. Like Joseph, I get. Joseph is ath- athletic, so that makes sense for him to be into it. Right. But why? I, I don't know. Like really there's no like carrot and stick for Bobby to be in the sport. I don't. That's so, weird. Other than we need it for the plot. You need it for the plot, and honestly, if we had stayed with football, I I think I know where the foil is here. Um, and it literally, it wouldn't make sense in any other state, but Texas takes football so seriously, even at the middle school level, that like yeah. I don't, I can't imagine there is any universe where Hank does not let Bobby not play football. You know, even if he's god awful, yeah, that's what you do. You you live in Texas, you play football, right? So but then, but, why does he go to play soccer? It, it, no, exactly. Like, like I said, if it was just about football, I could make that argument. But knowing Bobby and how lazy he is, why would he go into a sport that involves immensely more running? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. I that was just you. a weird moment for me. But uh, Bobby's got a really great high kick that made me laugh. Woo! Yes, he does. And then when he's like, "You could play for the or you could go or keep him away from the Rockets or whatever." The Rockette? Like, he's all excited about it. I think that's uh-huh. kind of cute. That made its way into my retro rage, because I don't think anybody but you and me know who the Rockettes are. No, don't they do a big thing for Christmas every year, live from um, Rockefeller? I, I think they do, but I don't think anybody except for my 94-year-old grandmother watches it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I I know I don't, but I'm a goddamn Grinch, so. <laughs> um, And then I've got a couple more notes but we're gonna get to those when they pop up how about you anybody got anything uh i do have a couple sorry i just realized i can't remember if today or two days from now is my grandmother's birthday she'll be 95 but i know it's this month and i know it's this week um So for my pros, uh, I've got a couple in here. I love that Coach Lucas's first introduction to Hank is like lifting up his legs and his little tiny soccer shorts and him basically yeah. dangling his balls in front of him. Yeah. Like, I think it's hilarious because we I love watching Hank get uncomfortable. Um, Peggy really gets the piss taken out of her in this episode. It is kind he of does? funny to watch her just get like bitched at by all these other soccer moms. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Have you did you notice that Coach Sowers and Big Jim, who we have not seen yet, they're voiced the same and animated the same? Who's Big Jim? Big Jim is the guy from the uh anger management episode, the friendship tube. Oh, shit. You don't mess with Big Jim. He's the he's a junkyard yeah. dog, remember? He's a junkyard dog. Yeah. Like, they, it's huh. the exact same one. And I put this under a pro because it works so much better for Sours. Like, yeah. I'm sad that we only got that little bit of Big Jim because it works way better when you're going to put this character in front of a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially when it, like, culminates in him running people or trying to run people down in his car. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the last pro I've got on here, I absolutely love the progression of... The kid, like, just running, like, stripping off all of his stuff and running over and starting to do jumping jacks with the soccer team. And then 
then you see um, Coach Sowers just go, okay, anybody else want to join him? Another kid goes, anybody else? Two more kids go, anybody else? And one more finally, like, it just keeps going. And eventually he just nails the one kid and says, eh, bring the body back. <laughs> I love that. It's like, oh, shit, if I don't stop this, I'm literally just going to lose my entire team because they really don't want to be here. Well, the Romans practice decimation, you know, and look what they quit. They're try that again. They quit running out really quick after they started doing that again. So shit. Right. You know, so sometimes you got to make an example, Johnny. <laughs> so, th- I mean, those are my pros for this episode. There's there's not an awful lot. I, this episode is very blah to me. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah. How about some pros? Do you have any pros? <coughs> those were my pros, man. Oh, that, the, oh shit, those were your pros. That was, oh, shit, those were my pros. Like, I've got a oh, couple damn. of cons, but really they're more talking points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like the football flashback. I think that's a great little bit. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Once again, I love to see young Hank. I think young Hank is adorable. And bonus yeah. points, we get to see young Boomhauer. We get to see young Dale, who still looks just as busted 20 years ago. And <laughs> he then just doesn't have as much acne. Bill. Yeah, we see young Bill, and he's a goddamn yoked curly. Right, oh, God, as gross as it is right now, and maybe I'll put up a picture of me on the Twitter when we drop this episode. I look just like Bill did when he was the Billdozer right now no in my kidding. life. Yeah, I'm sitting about a hundred. I'm sitting about 190 pounds, and my hair is down to my shoulders, crazy curly, and I'm just an animal. Only difference is I got a big old beard, and <laughs> I'm really afraid of like the other shoe to drop, and suddenly like Operation Infinite Wal- Al- Infinite Walrus <laughs> takes full effect. <laughs> hey, there's super vitamin shots, Mark. <laughs> Call placebos. Um, I really like, and I even wrote this in my notes, so I'm just going to say it verbatim. Hank's clam jam on Peggy. It's clam. Oh, oh, okay. No. So that specifically is why I wrote Peggy gets the piss taken out of her. And it took me, it took me a second until you said something where he just says, I don't even think I can sleep tonight. And she goes, oh, really? And then just completely (laughs) eats shit into the bed. Because he, like, sits up away from her and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's what that comment was for. It wasn't for her and, and the catty, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, because um, I was kind of wondering. Because, like, ladies. they're just kind of nasty to her, but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she also does get the piss taken out of her then, too. but She, she does, but it's not nearly as funny. I also, as, like, a general, I think I've said it before and I'll say it again. I like any time the hills are kind of horny. I just think it's kind of funny. Like, not <laughs> funny, but, like, yeah. It makes them seem like a more real uh, couple, you know? Yeah. It's just, I like that. I like the little bits of that. Um, and finally, why do you have to hate everything you don't understand? I don't hate you, Bobby. It's such a, <laughs> such a mean moment. It's such a mean little bit. Like, Uh-huh. Hank thinks that Bobby hates him, and we're not going to talk about it. I'm just going to tell you, no, 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 I don't hate you, Bobby. You're whatever. Shut up. <laughs> um... How about some cons, buddy? Okay, so uh, first off, we're going to talk about soccer. Let's talk about we're, soccer. We're going to talk about soccer because I don't hate soccer, but every time I watch this episode, I hate soccer. Yeah. Like, I really do enjoy watching competitive football from other countries. I like watching the World Cup. I especially like watching the uh, the Women's World Cup because those bitches know how to play. Um, 
Like, I really, I, I genuinely do like watching it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you're good. I'm from America, okay? We don't have actual people that can play soccer unless they're fucking female. No, that's all there is to it. Our male soccer players are trash, but our women are amazing and they get paid shit for it. Like, uh-huh. Oh, God. And also, we've come out before as, like, I'm pretty sure we're pretty ardent feminists. Like, yeah. To hell with the WNBA. It looks bad. No one cares. It's boring. But women's soccer kicks ass. Like, yeah, I'll watch women's oh, soccer. Yeah. You know? I So, um, I, and to, to nail this point home, Mark, can you name a single male, like, American football player? Like, one that is not from another country. Do you mean soccer football or football football? Yeah, soccer. Soccer player. No, not even a one. Okay, but if I tell you uh, Megan Rapino or Mia Hamm, like... Mia Hamm, yeah. Like, like you recognize them. Like, well, I, our I, women's I don't soccer think, team yeah, is Yeah, like, we established I'm bad at sports, though, so, yeah, like, no, I don't follow like, the names, yeah. But even though, like, like, but you grew up in the age, the era of Mia Hamm, and you probably knew a whole shitload of kids named Mia because of it. Um, oh, anyway. my God, so much stuff just made sense. Oh, yeah. Huh. All anyway, right, so I, I, I just wanted to talk about that a little bit because this episode makes soccer out to be so froofy and, like, even even the back music to it. That's like all yeah. like islandy and and steel drummy and all this other shit. I'm like, guys, calm down. Like every other country in the whole world, even even the hardcore ones, Russia and like North Korea, China, like they all play this. It's not just something that a bunch of lazy Mexicans play. Like, really. Hot take. I think the reason we don't like soccer is because we're fat as fuck, or, and I we're bad at like it. Fat- that too, but we were bad at it because we're so fat. Like, what yeah. is it, 90 minute periods or whatever of nonstop? Yeah. Like, of running. Number two, we as a nation, like, and I'm part of the problem too, because, like, I can't do a single thing, like, at a time. But man, dude, I can't, I can't watch, what, 100 and, what, 270 minutes, right? That's how long it is, or is it halves? Is it 180 or 270? I don't even know. No, like, so it's, it's 90 total, because you get 45 minute halves. That's what it was, yeah. Th- th- that's yeah. See right there, bad at sports, guys. Don't come to this podcast for sports knowledge with Mark. Um, <laughs> um, but like, yeah, forty-five minutes at a time. We can't. That's what a football game is. Like, a football game should be an hour. Like, you know, four fifteen-minute periods. You know, yeah, or quarters. Like, there's no way that like you can get somebody to sit through an entire soccer match and pass. Like the only other sport that does that is baseball. And the only reason people like baseball, and I know you love it. And here's my second hot take is because you're allowed to get shit housed at the, at the um, event center for it. You know, like, Oh sure. Otherwise it wouldn't be fun. And maybe if like, because as a nation, we are amazing at being alcoholics. Maybe if like somebody that wasn't Budweiser or Coors sponsored a soccer game, but also has to be like an American beer. Can't be Tecate. Can't be Corona. It's got to be like, you can't attach the Mexican label to it because people won't do it because for some reason we still, we're just pieces of shit still. And yeah. we think that it's, you know, oh, it's soccer. It's, it's, it's what you said. It's, it's the lazy Mexicans and Europeans that play it while their wives are, you know, out working. Like, yeah. But man, we're bad at soccer. And I think it's because we're lazy and just like we can't hold an attention span for more than five minutes. I think so. Well, and the other big difference, because I equate soccer to hockey because it's about the damn same thing. You're going back and forth on a, on a surface trying to shoot something into a goal. The difference there is you get, like you said, shit house when you watch hockey and you also get to see fist fights in hockey. I think Kevin Smith broke it down the best when he says hockey is the only sport where it's like 
the emotional tension between the players is such that it has to boil over, and when it boils over, the refs will let it boil over for a minute just to, like, kind of contain it, you know? Just to get it out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't... I I want to love hockey. I just... I don't have regular TV. I don't know where to start on it. And yeah, but... It's yeah, expensive I, to watch hockey. Also that. Like, it's not the most American of sports because no. we're not that good at it. <laughs> well, and we don't live nor- north enough in the, in the United States for it to just be on TV. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, so anyway, I just... I, I wanted to acknowledge that soccer really... Like, most of us don't think of it like that. I would genuinely love to sit down and watch like I'd love to go to England and watch like a Chelsea match or a Manchester United match and just go and sit in like one of their big ass stadiums and get shit housed and watch people like play soccer. Would be great, I really yeah. would like, yeah. damn. But, uh, and then the la- the other thing I wanted to talk about, Mark, I, I wanted to talk about the bulldozer and you just Before brought you him that- up. Oh, go okay. ahead. Go, go. Well, I was going to say, cause I kind of want to bitch about soccer a little bit too. <laughs> Go, you, well, let's keep going on soccer then. Just for a minute, and I don't want to bitch about it, but I want to bitch no. about it how it's represented in this. This is a very, very, like, man, this episode is kind of a retro reference rage for me. Because while now in the year 2020, American, 2021, Americans have not, you know, embraced soccer by any means, we still like it a little bit, and a lot of kids play it now. But I remember during this time, like, if you played soccer, it made you effeminate. It made you soft, like... Soccer was not a game that you played if you wanted to be taken seriously as, like, you just didn't do it. It wasn't a thing. And even, like, I bounced schools a lot. So, like, oh yeah, the ones out on the Eastern Plains, soccer was, like, a swear word, you know? Uh-huh. It wasn't a thing that you did. It wasn't, like, you don't go out for soccer. What are you, like, gay? Like, and that's all it was. Like, yeah. and this is really how this presents it. If you play soccer, you are an effeminate weirdo. And it's... Re- it's not homophobic so much as it's like just the, I don't even know what you call it. And it, okay. So like base level, why do kids play sports? Well, to get them disciplined, to teach them a regimented schedule to, you know, bring out their character, yada, yada, whatever. And halfway through this episode, the soccer aspect of it, like takes a weird turn and it stops being about the kids having fun. It's like, Oh, we're all friends. And there's like that kid that starts juggling the ball in front of Bobby so he can steal it. That's not what sportsmanship is about. No. These kids aren't trying. So, like, but at the opposite end of it, sportsmanship is also not goddamn ramming a brick wall with your helmet. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's two sides of the same shitty coin, but I really don't like how soccer is portrayed in it because it's such a, like, 90s aspect or, or such a, like, 90s view of it, you know? Yeah, we have we have progressed a lot since this. Like a lot since this, you you see, I see people all the time. I I'm, I kid you not, it was kind of cool. For the first time in my life, I watched over Thanksgiving. I watched a football game. I watched the end of a football game on Fox, and right after that was a playoff game for MLS for Major League Soccer. Uh huh. And I was like, I did not think that you guys were even gonna bother putting this on one of the biggest like sports watching days all year. I assumed you were just gonna do another football game, or you're gonna do some. I don't know, holiday-themed thing. And it was really kind of cool to see, oh, nope, people still actually kind of want to watch this, or at least we're willing to think they do, so we're going to put it on in the middle of Thanksgiving. Now, my father-in-law definitely went, what the hell is this, and turned it (laughs) off immediately, but (laughs) it's fine. Um, So, Mark, I wanted to make a real quick comment on the bulldozer here. Yes, talk about the bulldozer. So... 
the bulldozer in Nine Pretty Darn Angry Men uh, calls he, he calls himself out at uh, five foot eight and three quarters inches. Uh huh. And do you remember he is known to be like one of Arlen's premier linemen, right? Like they call yeah. him the bulldozer. He knocks over everybody. Mark, yeah. I am five foot eight and three quarters inches. I weigh two hundred and forty-five pounds, and there is no way I'm pushing over a high schooler that is seventeen years old that weighs two fifty. I bet I could do it. I'm. Five I bet eight. you could, but you you're built differently. But like, my point here is, they make him out in the middle of Texas, of all places, where they take that shit so seriously, to be yeah. this like football god. And I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way when you're that little. Not as a lineman. It did in the 70s. Lineman Maybe. in the 70s used to be tiny, dude. 200 pounds as a lineman was an insane amount of... No, I... Shit, I even... I even read this... Uh, and this was years ago in something. Sports Illustrated, I want to say. And it was talking about the difference in, like... Um, lineman from now versus... So, like, a lineman now is pushing 400 pounds. Yeah. They're all that big. They're all fucking... Col- or, sorry, I got them bad about it. Sorry. They're all <laughs> colossal. Like, these men are monsters. But back then, they weren't, like... Sh- shit. Like, remember the fridge was a big damn deal because he was yeah. so epically huge. And, sorry, I'm going to pull up the fridge really quick because I'm curious. No, you're it. good. I don't know. I Maybe part of this is also me going, well, I am five foot eight and three quarters inches and I weigh 245 and not a lot of this is muscle. So how close am I to being pant load bill? Just not bald. <laughs> am, am I bulldozer and you're, you're pant load bill? <laughs> I might. It might be that point right now, man, because you and I are about oh. the same height. Yeah, you're like, you're I think you're like an inch am, taller. Though. I'm taller, no, you're taller than, you. than I am. You've always been taller than me. Yeah. No kidding. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. I don't know. I just – I've always thought it was interesting because they make such a big deal about how big Bill Dotrieve is. And I'm like, he's not that big. He's my height. And I'm not even the like the American average. The American average is 5'10". Is it really 5'10 now? It's 5'10 for men. William Perry was the fridge. Yes. And he was six foot two, three hundred thirty-five pounds. And this was Woo! a big deal back in nineteen. Or no, wait, sorry, he was born in sixty-two. He was active in nineteen eighty-five. So bear that as you will. Like he was a big damn deal in eighty-five for being that size. Like they gave him a nickname for being so damn big. Right. Humans have gotten bigger in the last like hundred years, though. Too selective like, breeding, man. That and I mean, like we're eating better now. Well, no, but we're eating better, and yeah. you know, there's more nutritional content, and we're kind of trying to sort our shit out. And like, hey, maybe eat a salad, and we're like, okay, fine, but we're getting bigger. Like, oh, yeah. I look at like the difference between me and the dudes that I work with, and I am colossal compared to them. Like, and they're just okay. the generation before me. You know, like they're all the the post boomers. Okay. Well, weird point. that's that's what I've got for cons, man. I don't know what else you got. I feel like we went on this this crazy soccer rabbit hole for like a good fifteen minutes, but that's all right. it needed to be said. Like, there's not a lot really to dig into this episode, other than Sowers is kind of a shithead to people, and eventually Hank realizes it and calls him on it. But Sowers is a shithead, but Sowers also receives probably what is two TBIs like forty five yeah. minutes apart from each other. So I wonder how much of Sowers being a shithead is not just like Chris Benoit, like goo brain. <laughs> oh God, Sowers has poo brain. Yeah, he does. He, he's, he, it's a condition called poo brain where it, it leaks out of you. 
mad poo brain. Um, you got cons, man? Um, I pretty much hit them already. It was... Gotcha. Okay, we get it. Soccer's gonna make you gay. I wrote soccer will make you gay a lot, and that's pretty much what this episode is. Yeah. And again, you can be as gay as you want, guys. You know that. You know we don't give a shit. But back in the 90s in Texas, couldn't do it. So I understand why this was a deal, but, like, it made me feel gross about it. Like... Oh, yeah. Soccer players specifically female soccer players are probably the best athletes in the world. Male ones yeah. are a bunch of crybabies, but whatever. Like there's that. Um Yeah. Oh, I do have one con. And I'm gonna read this one verbatim and I am I'm not gonna I'm just gonna read this one verbatim. Fuck. The helmet test is so bad and I'm such a bad person for laughing at it. <laughs> it is so bad. <laughs> props to that. joseph for that. just saying no i'm not doing this also there's no way that joseph's little tiny like child head is gonna fit around sourd's gigantic man skull but whatever <laughs> yeah. that's i don't care i don't even i'm not even gonna call it because him bashing it like number one to like go like down he's getting like amazing neck damage like yeah humans aren't Pachycephalosaurus is Johnny. Their neck vertebra didn't line up to make a battering ram. Like, Absolutely. it's not what happened. Neither did no... Pachycephalosaurus. Jurassic Park lied to us, but that's not the point. The point is, <laughs> not... the helmet test is goddamn hilarious. <laughs> we are not Cranidos, man. That is not how Pokemon We're not Craniados. Yes. Ah, everything's falling. Everything keeps falling on me, Johnny. <laughs> uh, you got any favorite moments? Um, I mean... Kind of, sort of. I love it when uh, Sours tells anybody, here's a salt tablet. I looked into salt tablets. Apparently salt tablets are just proto-Gatorade. Okay, I believe it. Um, I mean, that's most of what Gatorade is anyway. That's the electrolyte portion of it. Yeah, salt, sugar, and a little bit of water, yeah. like. Um, Hank's comments So really, about... Sours giving them salt tablets is better than, here, drink some Gatorade. It, if nothing really, else, because right? the kids aren't getting sugar, yeah. Apparently, uh, it's a better means of hydration for long-distance sports. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. No, um, I, I was just saying another one I have in here is like Hank's his view, his obscured view of why soccer was started always gets a chuckle out of me. That it's a yeah. game for men to play while European ladies go out and do the work. Like, always gets a chuckle. Um, it's not often, Mark, that we hear the word penis in this show, and it's just glossed over. Did you know there's a word penis in this episode? Is there? Yep. Where? So, when Sowers and Hank are talking, and Hank basically says, I don't know if I really want to help you, my kid's not on the team anymore, and he says, that's fine, go ahead and leave your penis in the bucket, we'll see you later. (laughs) I didn't even catch that. I didn't until this viewing. And I went, wait a minute, did I just hear that? And I turned it back, turned on the captions. Sure enough, Sowers just says, yeah, just leave your penis in the bucket there. Sowers is funny. I really like it. I like his little bit of, I quit. And Hank goes, it's not a paid position. And the kid just hands him back the <laughs> Thank whistle. You, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> like yeah, that. I really do like Sowers. He's funny. He is a shithead. Like I said, it's fun to watch him antagonize children. That's why he's such a Oh, good yeah, it's kid. hilarious. I hate kids. This is a great episode for, like, child hatred. Like, I love his speech when he's talking about how he's going to break him down, shit him out, and then rebuild him from there. And it's like, all right. Yep. Go Sowards. These kids don't even know what the hell you're saying. They're too young to comprehend it. Like, it's great. Oh, yeah. How about you, Mark? You got a favorite moment? Um, I like Peggy's... How do we do this? 
What? Sorry. <laughs> I, I wrote super tiny, and now it made sense at 4 a.m. So the first one I have is... Oh, oh, there it is. Okay, so the end of the episode. Um, I like Peggy's rage quit on the soccer moms. It's funny. And then she spikes the sweater, walks off, and then comes back. That would be Min's. I like that a lot. <laughs> That's a really good little bit. Yeah. Um, and then I like... It's an animation bit, but, like, Hank is happy when Bobby comes back to join the team. But he's even happier when Joseph comes back and, like, the look on his face when Bobby says, I brought Joseph, too. And Hank's, yep. like, his eyes light up and, like, that's a really good, like, frame of animation there. Oh, yeah. Um. Oh, I've got a weird note, and I missed it. Well, I didn't miss it. I said I was going to talk about it later. When Hank is trying to con Bobby into going to go see the new science fiction movie... Coach Soward says, is that the one with Julia Louis-Dreyfus? Now, yep. this episode took place in 1999, so therefore, using our rule of it's at least eight months old, this episode took place in 1998. Or this episode was written, frame, shot, whatever, in 1998. Okay, right. so off of that, we can check our IMDb and find out that Julia, Julia Louis-Dreyfus was never in a sci-fi movie. Not even once. Okay. But she was, in 1998, in a little film called Deconstructing Henry, which is a play on the ah. title of our next episode, and I thought that was dope as shit. That's really funny. Yeah. I thought that was a cool little, like, bit of, I got to do a little, I got to do some fun digging on that. That's and a that's fun what I came up with. Man. Yeah, Good for you. Literally, that's our next episode title, Decon- Deconstructing Henry. It's, yep. Yeah. And now I gotta go watch that, apparently, but. You gotta. Yeah, you got it's it. Julia Louis Dreyfus in the '90s, man. Hot and funny. Exactly. <laughs> I also have a retro reference rage. Okay. But I'm mad at Hank because he screws up two shitty football movies. Number one, Rudy was about a mentally handicapped boy that the Notre Dame team let play one play as a joke, and the movie made it seem like it was a big inspiration. But they did it to be mean. They were being mean to a special needs kid. Oh yeah. And Hank, the movie that he's talking about is a movie called Brian's Song from 1967, <laughs> 68, yep. about a football player named Brian Piccolo, not to be confused with Doug Flutie, because how many goddamn weird music names we need in football doesn't matter, moving on, about hey, a guy who gets, ca- about a football player who goes pro and dies from cancer. It's whatever. My only reason that this is a retro reference rage is because I had to watch Brian's Song in middle school because I wasn't cool enough to be uh, invited to the middle school dance. So they had, like, the alternate room for all the friggin' nerd kids in sixth grade. So as I was herded into this, like, auditorium for the nerds who weren't popular enough, I got to watch this little treat of a movie called Brian's Song, and it was old in... It was old back then, and this was 2000, and I want to say two. Like... Ugh, it was a bad movie then, it's a crap movie now, no one cares. Ugh, it's... Stop making sports movies, they're all bad. That's my retro reference rage. And then Hank screws two stupid movies up, like... (laughs) But Well, Mark, now that you've got the rage in your heart, you want to tell everybody uh, how we do our rating system? Because I think it's about time we rate this bad boy. That is a gribble of an idea, which was also a thing that happened in this episode, and you didn't point out, and I'm mad at you for it. I was going to. I was to. so sure you were going to call it out, but you didn't. I really was going to, but I don't remember how many other times he does it, so I didn't want to make this a thing is the out first of a thing one. that's not This a is thing. the first one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, gribble of an idea, also favorite moments, but I was kind of <laughs> waiting to see if you were going to hit it. 
Um, yeah, rating system. Oh, God. I don't know why. Every time I go to do it, I only hear me singing that fucking Manger Baby song. <laughs> I sing that shit to myself sometimes, dude. Like, it's incredible. It's not. It's awful. I have done a horrible thing. Like, oh, God, I've done a bad thing. Anyway, rating system. Um, at the very, very bottom is Charcoal. It is a shit episode. It's bad TV. It's super bad King of the Hill. If you bring a girl over for Hulu and chill, you don't show her one of these. Above that is uh, Megalo quality. Jesus Christ, I just had a stroke. Above that is Megalo quality. It's really not that good either, but it's got a little bit, it's a little bit better. It's trying. It's trying hard. It's a big old poopy turd, but there's little tiny corn nuggets of all right in there. Above that is butane. butane. Butane is a bastard gas. It's a bastard episode. It's still not that great, but damn it if you don't chuckle at a few places. And if it's on and you're hungover because you were taking shots at 9 in the morning, well, you're going to watch it. <laughs> After that comes the uh, Char King. It's the gold standard rank. It's a really good episode. It's a good episode of TV in general, but it's a really solid episode of King of the Hill. Voice acting's on point. The jokes are on point. The animation is on point. But really, I'd even say that you and I don't have, like, we're not that sticky about animation in our ratings. You know, we're we're pretty forgiving about it in the beginning. And it's only when they get a little bit older we start getting shitty about it. But uh, if Johnny and I both give an episode of Char King, it becomes a Char King Imperial. Just a little fun thing that we like to do here. And then finally above that, on top of all of it, is the Doug Flutie quarterback of episodes because he was a really all rightish quarterback for like one season for the Dolphins, despite being five foot three or whatever. Like teeny little dude, bite size, put him on a keychain. Uh, but just solid little one, <laughs> rocketing that ball. I know a lot about Doug Flutie. I don't know why I know so much about Doug Flutie. Um, no, it's the greatest, the best there is in the entire world of King of the Hill. That's Blue Flame of Valor. I'm kind of a whore. I've been sort of giving that a lot. Johnny's taking the piss out of me about it because Johnny's stingy <laughs> and forgot how to love. I don't know. Hey, but hey, I, I, I'm going to stop you for a second here and remind you, we both given out the same amount of Blue Flames. Oh, I guess we have at this point. Okay. We you're have. Right, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so Sorry, we're weird hangover. Buddy. Okay. I feel like a whore. I feel like a whore because I gave it up first and just, you know. <laughs> So, on a scale of uh, charcoal to blue flame of valor, Johnny, where does the three coaches of Bobby Hill fall for you, sir? Uh, I gave it a butane. You know, it's got a good villain. Um, yep. It's it's just like a meh episode. Like I said, I kind of mm-hmm. dissociated. The one cool thing that we didn't bring up, but that I, I will bring up for continuity's sake, this sets up Joseph as a quarterback. And we're going to see yep. that a couple of more times in this series. And it, it like I think that's kind of cool, you know? Yeah. How about you, man? What'd you put it? Uh, I gave it a, I gave it a, I gave it kind of a chartane. It's not really a good episode, but it's not terrible. And I don't know. I mean, I kind of know why I don't like it, but I don't really know why I don't like it. I just know that I don't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I guess without being cute, I'll just give it butane because it's not, it's not so bad that it's a charcoal, but it's not good enough. I don't know. It's a butane, whatever. Okay. I guess it's a fine episode. It's the lowest butane that we can get. It just about. Yeah. Yeah. This is like a, a barely used lighter in the middle of the boneyard butane. <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> well, with that being said, let's move on to episode 48, Deconstructing Henry. Yeah, let's do that. We've got an original this is air a date. much better episode. <laughs> original air date of February 2nd, 1999. Uh, writer Paul Lieberstein. Most of you guys know him. We brought him up a couple of times. This is Toby from The Office. 
Uh, and then our cast of characters is Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Luann Platter, Dale, Nancy, and Joseph Gribble, Boomhauer, Bill Dotrieve, Khan, Min, and Connie, Supernoose and Pone, Khan's boss, various characters. Uh, it, they quote specifically Maurice LaMarche here. And then a cameo by mm. one Chuck Mangione. So we are recording this on uh, December the 6th. So exactly mm -hmm. one week ago, uh, we definitely had the birth the, the celebrated the birth of one Chuck Mangione. Hopefully you guys are following me on Twitter. So happy birthday, Chuck. Happy birthday, Chuck. And happy birthday to you. A little bit belated. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I share a very special birthday with a very special man. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, don't you have synops? Rock Lee's birthday too? I might have Rock Lee's birthday. I know Anna Ferris has got my birthday. That's kind of cool. Ooh, and yes. Dana Brooke has got my birthday and she's one of my favorite lady wrestlers. She's a year okay. older than me. Damn, really? Yeah. That's that's. I know, like, half Thor Bjornsson's our age, and it blows my goddamn mind every time I see that. Yeah, yeah. Him and his, like, two-foot-tall wife. November 27th is Rockley. Ah, okay, so not quite yeah. Rockley. Not quite. No. Uh, so our synopsis of this episode, Mark, when Khan loses his job after blabbing to Hank about his secret army project, he runs away from his problems, leaving Hank to pick up the pieces. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. So our A-story characters in this are Hank and Khan. Uh, if you really want to kind of dig into subplot A, I'm going to throw uh, Min in there as well, because she kind of becomes mm -hmm. the focus at the end of this episode. Um Mark, you got any notes for us? I like starting out with notes from you because it's it's a nice way to ease our way into pros and cons. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, okay, man, first note. I got to get this one out of the way, dude. Holy shit, Min is so hot. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, okay, but there's that. That's the first, like, that's the first note followed up swiftly by, does she just wait in the garage in a bathrobe to give Khan a beer every night? Because... I'm not saying that I want that, but man, dude. You wouldn't turn it down. I want that. I wouldn't say no to it. Like, twist my arm a little bit. I, oh, you know, oh. I, I'm going to be real with you right now. If your lady was waiting in my garage every night to give me a beer and nothing but a bathrobe, I'd be happy about it. Which is weird, because if your lady was waiting in my garage every night, I'd be really weird about it, because I don't have a garage. <laughs> it would be really weird. <laughs> she could just go just and hang out in your ranger, Mark. She's just sitting in the bed, spread eagle with a beer between it. Like <laughs> yes. I love your wife and I have nothing but the utmost respect for her. Let me point that out. I, you know, <laughs> it's, it's same, same comments go straight for your lady, man. Right on. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Min is hot. Wow. God. Yeah. Damn it. Min is hot. God. Every, good for Khan. Every then, time I watch this episode, I immediately think that when she just goes, nope, this is what's happening, and I and drops her, her I'm like, oh, wow. Like, every yeah. time. And I've seen this episode a lot. Yeah. We had possum paid all night. Possum paid. Good call, <laughs> um, by the way. Yeah, I like that they're still using. I wonder if that's actually the term in Laotian. But, the I ocean? What ocean? Anyway, sorry. It, Johnny. <laughs> no, it's all good, buddy. Dude, I'm a piece of shit. Um, damn, all my <laughs> notes are about how hot Min is. <laughs> no, we um, just know what you had on your brain, that's all. Apparently I'm into Laotian chicks, like, whatever. Um, 
Uh, so Connie's life has been super rough, and we realize that because Min lists off all the places that they have lived. Connie is yeah. 10 years old, or 13, like 13-ish years old. You know that, like, most recently was Anaheim, but so did they start on the East Coast and bounce kind of west, do you think? I mean, possibly. I always pictured them coming to California from from Laos. And see, that's kind of what I always assumed, because... Yeah, because like yeah, because it's closer, and that's what that's sort of like the passage route. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. But just like when she's talking about all the other places that they've moved, and it's like, damn, dude, Connie's had it really rough. And on top of that, like, Con being like the driven father, getting her mm-hmm. like always overachieve. Poor, poor Connie. Like, yeah. and then finally, my my final just note note is Min is the hottest on the block. There's that shot of Peggy and um, oh my God, Nancy, Johnny? Nancy. I want to say Luann. Mrs. Like, it's not Gribble. Luanne. Mrs. Gribble. Like, <laughs> Nancy is like, it, I don't know. Sometimes they animate Nancy look like this weird, like, feminized Dale with, like, a long, sharp, angular face that you could cut a roast on. And okay. she looks like that in this. But then, like, her hair just in this episode, and it, it does change a little bit, her hair is super high on her head already, giving her this weird, like, deep widow's peak or something like she's got like a five head widow's peak yeah it's weird it's just the whole thing is weird and honestly my my thought at four at at four fifty this morning because you know i watched this one right after the last one um her hair is so big to hide her fucking devil's horns because nancy's just a bitch but in this episode she is yeah um yeah that's all my regular notes give me some of your pros I would love to. Um, I love the play back and forth between Hank and Khan. Like, yeah. each one of them trying to show off, especially when they get to Khan's job and all this other stuff. Like, I, I love that Hank is, he just continues to tease Khan, like, oh, yeah, systems, that's kind of cool. Like, oh, you don't even know. You don't even know what systems are. You could never do systems. Oh, yeah. I guess maybe, but yada, yada, yada. And eventually, I mean, Khan gets the better of him because he, they use their, their fancy schmancy club and Hank admits it. But, oh, it's, I love the back and forth because it's very, it's very much on character for both of them, you know? Yeah. Like, they like each other. They do want to try and show off to each other. It actually does bother Hank that he's constantly called a redneck by his neighbor because out of all of his friends, he's the least redneck. Yeah. But, uh, so I like that. Uh, I think it's kind of a cool little thing to note. Uh, Khan speaks at least three languages. Yeah. And we, we find that out because he talks to Hank about, um, calling France, but he specifically is calling in the middle of getting canned. He is calling France and is speaking French. So I'm like, damn, yeah, he's dude, bitching about the speak- suspension on the bike he just bought from him. Yeah. Like. It's just like, damn, dude, you, you can speak three languages. There's not a lot of people that can do that, let alone in Texas. Well, so, like, if he's from Laos, he probably already spoke French because he probably grew up pre-Vietnam. Okay. Well, okay, how do you do this? Vietnam, okay, Viet- France occupied Vietnam until, like, what, 58 or something? Okay. Laos is right next door to it. There's probably a lot of French influence in that, like... Sure. Well, isn't there a bunch of French? No, it's English influence in India, and that because I know that's also close. But English in India, but also in um Shanghai in China, not Shanghai. Yeah, Shanghai, right? Is still a British municipality. Hong Kong. 
Hong Kong. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, not Shanghai. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, but Hong Kong, I think, is still a British municipality, and they're like, it's still kind of like a weird British state in the middle of China. Right. Um, like, I think it's, I think it's totally reasonable that Khan would speak more. Shit, he probably speaks at least like Thai and Cambodian too. Yeah, I mean, or he can yeah, understand it, it enough. Yeah, yeah, like in the way that like I have functional Spanish, you know, like you're yeah. just around it all the time, so you get into it. But yeah, I I would totally buy Khan speaking several languages. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I, I thought it was kind of cool. Um, it's it's just weird because us as Americans, we speak English and maybe Spanish if you paid enough attention and have had a chance to use it since high school. Yeah. You know? Or you live I, in the I, valley. <laughs> I interact, right? I, I interact with a lot of people. Like, I've got three very close friends that all live in Europe. One of them speaks English, Dutch, and Norwegian. Two of them Jesus. speak English, Norwegian. And it's like, wow, you guys have learned all sorts of ridiculous shit. One of my friends speaks English, Norwegian, and Japanese. And I'm like, that. all of those are that very different. That one's damn impressive. Like, I speak like, no Japanese, and it's impossible, like, to speak. Like, I yes. took, and I took two years of it in college. Like, yeah. Exactly. So, I don't know, maybe I'm just in awe of anybody who can speak more than one language, let alone two others. Yeah. Um, Doyle Harkavy has come back. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to note that. We noted it earlier, but I wanted to make sure we, we noted it again. Doyle Harkavy is back. I don't know if he is still musing or if it's just Peggy doing a callback, but hey, good continuity, guys. Did um, Peggy get that musings job? Uh, she did. She did. So we just haven't seen her do anything with it. I, I couldn't we remember. Because I know she does work for the bystander later on, but I well, yeah, and this we just haven't seen her really thing. messing with it. This maybe, could be a timeline thing, thing where this is this is out of sequence. It really no, could be. No, it's not because Luann's hair is back. Oh, shit, we're you're right. The, we're back into our right timeline, so I don't know. Guys, you got to figure it out, Oh, then. we got to, like, go back and remap the King of the Hill timeline, Johnny. <laughs> shit. Um, all right, so I really enjoy watching, since we're talking about speaking languages, I love hearing Hank struggle his way through speaking Laotian. Mm, got bow, better not mean dollar. Yes. You know? Uh, and then I, I don't feel like I even need to ask this question, Mark, because I think you made it very clear when we started talking about this episode who you would pick. Would you pick Peggy or Min? If oh, you're God, in Hank's situation time. at the end of the episode where he's basically he's mowing the lawn for both of them? Min every time. <laughs> but you know awesome. what, too? I, you know what? I, I Really quick, like not to like just totally like dogleg and divert the course, but... Man, I really like how strong they portray Min in this. Like, even Khan says, nah, she's a fighter. She's going to be yep. okay. Like, she doesn't need Khan. She wants him to be there. Like, that's her husband. That's what you do. You stay, like, but at the same time, she's going to be fine. She's going to yeah. make sure that Connie's taken care of. And Khan even says, no, don't take care of her because she doesn't need it. And I like that because, yeah, she is a little bit helpless, but I honestly think her helplessness, wink, 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 is her playing it up. Because, sure. damn it, Min's got a good life as a stay-at-home wife, and Khan makes tons of money, and all she got to do is meet him in the garage every night with a beer and a bathrobe. Holy shit, dude, that's nothing. Like, Oh, yeah. But she's got I, it, and it's not like a weakness thing. It's that she doesn't need it, you know? I think this is our first introduction to Min being the leader of their household, and we're going to see it yes. many, many, many more times. Absolutely. Also, I want to take a sh moment. Number one, shout out Lauren Tom. 
Yeah. That's Min's voice actor, yeah? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Min's yeah. and Connie's. Yeah. Like, dude, she crushes it in this one, has a lot of good lines, but then also Toby Huss again. Toby Huss is speaking French with a Laotian accent, and I know that you have a couple bugaboos about a white guy playing Khan, but damn, dude. Like, no, it's... I, like it, it's it's so done. Good. It's if, if we were still making this, it wouldn't happen now. But it's right, done. right, right, right. Like, yeah, no, I just, yeah. dude, uh, Toby Huss and Lauren Tom both kill it in this one. And I guess to well, a lesser extent, Bobby kind of does when he's when they're trying to do the Laotian. But nah, not really. Like, sure. I I want to throw this out here because I don't. I feel like if you find what you're good at, your niche, and you're really good at it, then you do mm-hmm. it so well, people don't re- recognize it. And I kid you not, man, it took me up until maybe a year ago to realize and remember that Lauren Tom has done voices in a lot of stuff that I have watched. She is yeah. the main female character in Batman Beyond. She's Terry's girlfriend. Oh, shit. Yep. I didn't know that one. That's cool. Yep. And as many times as I have watched King of the Hill, at least twice as many times have I watched Futurama. And it took until a year ago for me to realize that Amy Wong and her mom are both Lauren Tom, and it's the exact same voice as Min and Kami. Yeah. So, like, when you do something and you do it so well and so convincing, yeah. Dude, props to you, Lauren Tom. If you hear this, please know that you have the highest regard from both, both of us. Hell yeah, dude! Absolutely, yeah. But um, those, so those are my uh, those are my pros, man. You got some pros for me? Oh yeah, I got I got some more pros. I got some I got lots of pros. Uh, number one, France, Europe, Huckleberry, love that. <laughs> I I'm gonna start calling people Huckleberry as an insult and see how long it yep. takes before I get in trouble for it. Um, Dale's weird little um. It's not a conspiracy theory. I don't know what... His Daleism. His encyclopedia gribble of Japan. I love it. They play <laughs> golf my from rooftop moments. to rooftop. It plays $12,000 a game, and then you go sleep in a tube, and he's just sort of almost a, ball, a, a little bit rice. okay-ish, right? Like, he's just kind of there a little bit. Like, yep. I love that. I love I love Dale Wiki, Wikipedia quotes, or whatever it you want to call me- that. Like... It Gribblepedia. Makes me really sad. I love Gribblepedia entries. There we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It makes me really sad that he did not go with them when they went to Japan later on. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dale is the first blogger, Johnny. Did you catch that? He's the first what? He's the first internet blogger. Before we even yes. had bloggers, Dale was the first one because he's putting their uh, conversations, or not their conversations, but their like, whereabouts activities up on the internet. Oh, and yeah. really, all- like, Dale's, Dale's kind of like the first podcaster, if you don't think about it too hard. He's got his weird, like, Mexican pirate radio station. <laughs> 24-hour gribble talk. <laughs> yeah. Like, you've got that. you got him recording everything. You've got him recording everybody's whereabouts. Yeah, I don't know. I like the Hank and Con moments. You already kind of talked about it, but... Yeah. I, even in the bathroom at Luli's, Khan says, you're my best friend. And it's kind of nice to have Khan like, justify something for me that I already sort of knew. But, yeah. like, you know, out of the horse's mouth, so to speak. Well, and then he immediately retracts it because he doesn't want to admit it to himself. But then Hank goes, I'm your best friend? Yeah. And, like, Hank kind of still hates this man. He's like, oh, shit. But yep. I like that. I like, I like, it's a really good character episode. Like, we're building on stuff. We're addressing things that we've, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's good. Oh, yeah. It's, 
Sorry, I can get just as bad about this one as the firefighting will go, but for different reasons. Um, sure. Yeah. How about some cons? I think that's all my pros. Uh, pro men is hot. Pro men in that bathrobe. Pro men. That's yeah. That's all. Sorry. I'm just re- <laughs> now I'm just babbling. I don't. Know. Um, I don't think Bill is normally this dumb. I think it was just a hey. We need to, we need Con to get fired somehow. Let's make Bill do it because he's the dumb one. Bill's getting real dumb lately. Do you notice that? He is, but I just don't, I don't think we've seen this level yet. So to me, it was a we little We just jarring. watched him, like, brick... I don't know. Firefighting, we will go. Bill was pretty damn dumb. Like... Yeah. He's, he's his ass really almost in the like... fireman's hole. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's getting real dumb. Yeah. He, he is. I don't know. Maybe... And it's... it's uh, maybe it's a personal con, because I'm not used to, to Bill just being, like, that stupid. Usually he's pathetic, not stupid. Yeah. Big difference, yeah. Pathetic, not yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't like smug Hank. It makes him look ghoulish, you know, when he's when sitting is... there and just kind of like smiling to himself. That that Khan is having such a hard time. I know that Hank does not really care for Khan, but he doesn't seem like a malicious person, so it seemed weird to me. Yeah, he's never there for like out of the uppances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Um, I think honestly. I don't know why they had to do the Peggy jealousy story in the end. It came kind of came out of nowhere for me. Cause it really it was like, eh, I guess uh, like it was just like, okay, we have to fill four minutes somehow. Where's some more tension that we didn't need. Okay. Let's do this. Now we I do love get that lawn fun- montage though. That's such oh, a so great do I. Well, and we get some, some good stuff with um, men taking advantage of Hank. Like you said, she's really playing to her strengths and her just like, uh, no, you come in house, Hank Hill. You come in house now. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, those are really, those are my cons. There's not a lot in here. This is a very solid episode. Yeah. Um. Uh, do your own typing is, it's I guess, kind of a retro <laughs> reference rage for me. Yeah. I, I type my ass off. And, and whatever, this is 98. We decided, like, whatever, cool, who cares? That's just back weird you could have you a have job? To... <laughs> you could have a job and not have to have computer skills? Yeah, like, <laughs> that's a weird bit. Uh, why is Bill so stuttery? That's one of my cons. Bill's super stuttery. We just kind of talked about it. Don't really need to f- focus on it. Um, Hank is 200 pounds and a big baby. That's a, We talked about that <laughs> last yep. episode. Or we just talked about that, yeah, with the last... Yeah, talked about that last episode just now. Yeah, 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 like, all that good stuff. Uh, My big one is this weird bit at the garage sale. How did Khan shatter the glass panda radio, or the ceramic panda marine radio, on grass? I don't know. I mean, maybe he just, like, tried to dribble it like a baseball, but... Not a baseball, oh my god. That's a mandatory drug test right there. He dropped (laughs) the ball, buddy. Oh, wow. Like a basketball. Please keep that in there. Oh, I'm gonna. <laughs> Bounce a ball in hockey. That's a mandatory drug test right there. Um. Wow. One beer, man. That's all it takes anymore. Oh, man. Um, I have an animation con, too. Hank and Peggy switch sides of the bed in this episode, and it's really weird. Ooh, Hank is usually on the left. That. This time, Hank's on the right. I'm just dumb. This is how I see the world sometimes when I'm paying attention. Like, but yeah, they they swap sides. Okay. And I don't know. In ten years of being with my lady, I've never 
Well, I think we swapped sides of the bed for like a week, and it was weird, and so we stopped doing it. Yeah, I, I can't think of... I mean, the only time we swap sides is if uh, we move our bed around. Yeah. And like one side is closer to the door. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yawning. Um, and finally, um, my last... No- my, my God damn, sorry, dude. My last con... I thought Khan was ripped because he makes that joke later on in the series about, so I decided, so I told Min that I'm trading this six pack for this six pack, and now I'm sleeping on the couch. And when you see <laughs> Khan in the bathroom of Luli's, that dude is a melted candle of a man, and it's kind of gross oh, yeah. and off putting. And man, you feel bad for Min, because Johnny, I don't know if I've mentioned this, man, is Min hot? <laughs> Uh, um, do you have any retro reference rages? Um, I don't honestly think I have any for this episode. Uh, short of like landlines, like Khan is calling people on a landline. No, nah, yeah, yeah. But honestly, business lines are like that. I've got one in my office that's a landline, so is what it is. Yep. No, I've got uh, two. I do have some. I do have some I've favorite. Got two. Um, oh, you got retro rage. Let's hear it. I do. I've got two of them. Uh, number one, how do you print, Johnny? How do you print? Because it's always Control P. And that is ingrained in my head. I will always know that. That's how you save. (laughs) I heard what you said, Mr. Mangione. (laughs) There's that one. It's just dumb. Like, and I haven't been in a Kinko's in ever, maybe. But is that still a thing where people don't know how to control print? I don't know. But the biggest one is the six CD changer that Khan is all gassed up about. Yep. But whatever, it's a dumb rage. Give me your favorite moments, buddy. Uh, so, so I'm definitely we're we're gonna have to ho- stop for a second. I'm on my phone. It just re- informed me my wife is home, and now I'm creepily watching her on live cam. Get out of her car. <laughs> Naughty. It's awesome. Um. So favorite <laughs> moments. Uh, we we nailed a couple of them already. Uh, men's make love to me. No. <laughs> and then oh. <laughs> um. Dale's Dale's version of Japanese golf. Uh-huh. Is in there. Uh, I love that Min, who is teaching Bobby how to speak Laotian, says, uh, no, he's not going to learn this. He's going to learn the Southern dialect. He's from a different class. <laughs> so shitty. Uh, but, but probably the best episode, like best line out of the whole episode, I would argue, is not even from one of the main characters. It's Bobby okay. going, how do you know it's extra yet? We're talking <laughs> about the extra <laughs> bucket of chicken. Yep. <laughs> I I have never felt so much like I I I, I can like I can just he is my spirit animal in that moment. How do you know it's extra? <laughs> How about you, man? What's your favorite moments? I mean, we've already pretty much nailed all of them. Con at Kinko's that entire bit. I love him <laughs> yelling at Chuck Mangione. Um, I like Bobby anytime he's trying to do Laotian, or then when like Connie and Con and oh my god. Min and Connie are yell or like kind of yelling at each other in the driveway. Or no, it's Min and it's Min and Con. Sorry, I'm all fucked up. It's when they're yelling in the driveway, and Joseph goes, "What was that about?" And Bobby goes, "That was a series of vowel, vowel clusters. clusters." Yep. Bobby is learning nothing other than how to mispronounce the word "noi." Um, noi. And finally, my favorite line comes from Dale going, "Polygamist." <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> just backing up like oh I, have you noticed we need to start keeping a counter of how many times dale jumps over the fence instead of just going around it 
Because yes, it happens a I think, lot. Yeah, we'll put that on the... That will replace our uh, goober smooches on the list there, of things There you go. Because it's happened at least twice now. Yeah, it has. Um, well, Mark, you want to rate this guy? Um, did I mention that Min is hot? Okay, yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to go? You want me to go? How you want to do her? I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Yeah, uh, so I gave... I gave Deconstructing Henry a Char King, you know? Okay. Um, this episode developed so much of the Super Nusiphones, um, it felt almost overdue. I feel like we have not had a dedicated episode to them since West Side Story. It's been a damn minute, yeah. Like You know, at least to all of them. Like, we get a good con episode every now and then, but it's, ne- like... We had the Boneyard yeah. kind of, sort of, but not really... Exactly, like half that is Connie, half of it is Con, but yeah. Yeah, exactly, like I don't know. It's this, this right here. I mean, it gets a Char King because of all of the character development that you you mentioned earlier. Like, yeah. we learn so much about them. We learn that Con can speak French. We learn that they've moved like nine hundred times. We we learn a lot about Con when he just gets into his like, you know, I, I people expect more of me because I'm Asian. You know, you don't you just don't understand too. Like that's such yeah. a I get that. I don't. I don't it's get powerful. it. I very clearly do not get it. But I understand his sentiment of like, nah, you're Asian. You're supposed to be doing better. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's very powerful, and it makes you as much of a dickhead as Khan is all the time. It's why we love him. Like, it makes you really sympathize with him. Like, dude, just Khan's get your person, shit straight because like, we want to see you win. Yeah, but too, you know, like we're gonna find out later on. Like, Khan, Khan is not like the best person, or like. We're shown Khan as this, like, just kind of obnoxious dude, and then you get into it, it's like, he's not. He's, you know, he's manic-depressive, like, he has to try his ass off. He does have a hard time around people, like... Mm-hmm. His family yeah. is, outside of his direct family, his extended family, his mom, his father-in-law, like... The general he's treats got a him lot like of, trash. Yeah, he's got a lot of shit treating him, like, or, yeah, like, that's just going wrong. Yeah. So, how about you, man? Where'd you get this? Uh, I also gave it a Char King. This is a really good episode. Yeah. Um, So I got to ask you, like, I didn't give this a blue flame. Okay. Because I like this episode a lot, but I'm not going to go try and find it. Do you know what I mean? Like, a firefighting we will go. Yeah. If I was going to show somebody an episode, I'm going to pick that one. Yeah. I don't think I'd show this one to anybody as their, like, starter, right? Probably not. No, this is definitely one, like, once you've established someone in it, they can appreciate it for what it is. If you just yeah, show you it out of like, sequence, yeah. Yeah, you've got to establish it, though, otherwise this episode doesn't work. It just right? doesn't hit as hard. Yeah, 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 because, yeah. like, it's a good episode no matter, yeah, hit as hard, that's that's what I want, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, past that, no, I, I yeah, Char King, so that makes this a Char King Imperial, because it we does. both gave it that, and hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, shit. I guess. I guess that's kind of it, man. Do you have any final thoughts about deconst- deconstructing Henry or the three coaches of Bobby Hill? Um. I. You know. I don't think so, man. I just have a very important question to ask you. Is it make love to me? <laughs> it is not. It's. Do you still like King of the Hill, Mark? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I still love King oh. of the Hill. <laughs> God, I just see you in like a fucking bathroom doing that. And I don't know why, but I can I see it all. <laughs> but God, in my mind, image. you're revealing it, and you somehow have tenacious D ass mark when you drop <laughs> yes. your rope. 
Yes. Um, no, sorry. I still love King of the Hill. How about you, Johnny? Oh, I love King of the Hill, Mark. Oh, God, I do too. I'm so glad we still do. Um, if you guys still love King of the Hill, if you think that we're insane because we picked Min over Nancy and the hot to trot in a sundress Peggy, well, you let us know. You can do that by going to danglepodcast at gmail.com, danglepodcast at twitter.com. You can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter. You can also find me on my other podcast, the Two Wizards Podcast. And Johnny, where can they find you, good buddy? And you're not allowed to use stream, as in streaming or your piss. <laughs> okay. Um... Uh, so, well, before we get into this, I also, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now that Jiggly Boo Blue Ann, in the middle of, like, trying to race along the waterfront, yeah, like, Creepy Joseph episode Luann, I would still take this, this men over that Luann. Anyway. Oh, so would I every time. Absolutely. <laughs> um, the good I take over Brunette me. Pig Luann, like, and I'm sorry, that's hottest Luann is Brunette Pig Queen Luann, like. <laughs> okay. The, just does uh, it the for Larson me, Pork know. Products Girl. Yeah, buddy. Um, the good people <laughs> of Twitter and the internet can find me at Stream. That's Kraut as in sauerkraut, ball as in Swedish meatball, and stream as a small body of water. Nope, can't do that one either. I don't have any other new ones, man. That's fine, whatever. <laughs> stream as in the stream of consciousness, which seems to be failing you when you try to make up new ones for this. Please cut that in. I will. No, I'm not going to cut it in. I'm just going to leave this whole bit in here. Perfect. <laughs> all right, let's get the hell everybody. out of here. Good night, everybody. Thank you. We love you all, everybody. Good night, Johnny. Good night.